0: Best together, the meaning of portion control, how your metabolism works, and why you actually have to eat more to lose weight. Today, we will take you step by step through four different exercise programs that you can follow according to your needs and schedule. Finally, you'll learn about flexibility, aging, supplements, and how to keep the weight off for good. Your host is the president and founder of Paradigm Fitness, Dan Palomino. Dan has over 18 years of experience in the health and fitness industry. He specializes in nutrition counseling, program design, and sports-specific training. Dan is an expert at designing programs for everyone, from athletes to stay-at-home moms. As a television and radio talk show host, he is often invited for presentational speaking and provides the Great Shape Up program seminar all over the United States. Now, here is your host for the Great Shape Up program, Dan Palomino.
1: I love that video, and I love that lady with the glasses. I mean, she's a kick, isn't she? (laughs) And the reason why I play that video, I mean, it's just downtown Denver, you know, and you know why I play it? Because everybody has pretty much the same questions and the same answers when it comes to weight loss. Well, am I supposed to be eating carbohydrates, not eating carbohydrates? Am I supposed to be running? or am I supposed to be lifting weights? Is that good for me? Or is that bad for me? Should I be eating that before the workout after so much information out there? And how do you know who's got the right answer? Who's got the right formula? What's myth and what's truth and all that? So we're gonna try to sort that out. But the reason, real reason why I play that is because I just wanna say you're not alone. Everybody's in the same kind of quagmire trying to figure it all out. And it doesn't matter if you're in Tulsa or you're in Denver, or you're in California. The people are all the same. And so what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to get you into an atmosphere of learning. And how do you learn? Well, you learn when you're relaxed. You learn by hearing it. So you're going to listen to me speak this evening. You learn by reading it, which is why you have your book, okay? And you learn by writing it. And in the back of the book, there's a notes page, and you can write notes throughout this workbook as you go along. But really what I wanted to do is just get you in the right frame of mind for about what we're about to teach you tonight. A couple other things. Anyone have any idea of how much information you retain from a seminar? You retain about 5 to 10% from a seminar, and that's about it. So we're all having a good time, got a lot of good information, you're walking out the door, you forgot it. (laughs) So we did a couple of things for you. You'll notice at the very back of your book, there's a two-CD set that came with this. This is so you can have constant reinforcement over time. All right. One of the things I want to point out to you tonight is that I, and hear me on this one, am not going to fix you in the next two hours. So whatever habits we've had going on for the last 5, 10, 15, 30 years, we're not going to fix it in the next two hours. Okay? What you need is constant reinforcement over time. You have to hear it, do it, learn it, think it over and over and over again before it becomes natural and becomes a part of what you do. That's why we've included the book. That's why we've included uh, the CDs. This is a very informal seminar, so you can stop me at any time. You can ask a question. Just raise your hand. We'll get a mic to you. You can agree with me, and you're welcome to disagree with me. I'm Italian, so I walk around a lot. I move around a lot. I never stay still. I use my hands a lot. If this bothers you, this would be a good time to get out. (laughs) Okay. Now, let's talk about how big of a problem weight is in America. All right, we'll get right to it. How big of a problem is weight in America? Well, this is a sobering statistic. 160 million adults are overweight. Remember all the people on the video? They were saying, well, it's 30%, it's 85% of the population. It's 60% of the population is overweight or obese. Another 38 million American men and women are obese. Overall, the death rate among the obese is 50 to 100% above normal. Being overweight or obese raises the risk of hypertension stroke, adult-onset diabetes, osteoarthritis, sleep apnea, and certain types of cancer. Anybody have an idea of the dollar amount this costs the United States? Just shout it out if you know. The total annual cost of obesity in America is $100 billion and $51 billion in direct medical costs. Fatness is second only to tobacco as a preventative cause of death. See, the problem with our healthcare system is that it's not preventative. It's reactive. That means we have to wait until you have a problem before we can help you. Am I the only one that that kind of sounds backwards to? Jennifer and I are one of the few companies in the United States that have developed a program for cancer patients. We work at Swedish Hospital here in Denver with cancer patients, and we work with an oncology group and I talk with these doctors and they tell me that in most cases they've only been given a semester of nutrition in college, that's it. So they really don't know when it comes to foods and how it affects your body, they look to us to answer those questions for their patients. They'll be the first to tell you, if you have a problem, I can help you. But if you don't have a problem, there's really nothing I can do for you. So again, we're back in that reactive mode. And that reactive mode is, If you get sick, we'll see what we can do for you. But to prevent you from getting sick, can't help you. And none of us really want to get sick in the first place. Am I right about that? So that's what we're here to do to help you a little bit with that. And the other thing is, is that I don't know why most of you call us at the last minute. Now, what do I mean by the last minute? Being a personal training company, I'll give you an example. I'll have an executive call me, and he'll say, Dan, I'm interested in getting in shape. Can we go for a consultation? Sure. So I go over, I do the consultation. I might have mentioned that he might have to cut back on the bread or the vino, and next thing you know, he's giving me the words, I'll think about it, which in my world is no. So I don't hear from him. He doesn't sign up. Months go by. The phone rings. Could be six months later, and this executive says, Hey, Dan, I am ready to get started. And I said... Didn't we have a consultation about this? And he'd say, yeah, but I'm ready now. Well, just out of curiosity, why are you ready now? And he says, well, I just got out of the hospital, and I just had a life-threatening event. Well, what did you have? And you can name it. I had a stroke. I had a heart attack. I have diabetes. I have high cholesterol. You name it, you can go right down the line. Now, being a nice person, I say, great, let's get started. There is a little part of me that wants to jump through the phone, grab them by the neck and go, why did you let it go this far? Why did you wait until you had the stroke? Why did you wait till you got the diabetes? Because we're all the same. It's human nature. We get up every day. Nothing's really wrong with us. We feel fine. We go to work. We eat. We go about our activities. We just take our health for granted. We are supposed to be healthy, right? We deserve it. It's our privilege. Not necessarily true. You'll find that when you start working with cancer patients, you know what they want more than anything else? They want their life back. They want to take control of their life. And when I start talking and working with them, you know what they want more than anything else? They want to be well. Don't wait until it happens. Don't wait until you get the life-threatening event. And here's the other thing that I learned. It's not if we're going to get a life-threatening event. It's when. Because every one of us will. It might happen at 35, it might happen at 92, and God bless you if it happens at 92, but it's going to happen, mark my words, to all of us. People who struggle with weight problems fall into one of three categories. Here's the first one, the severely obese. In October of 2002, researchers published papers on the findings of a gene in mice Later, a gene recognized in humans that is actually responsible for weight gain. For a long time, geneticists and researchers thought that weight gain was not just a social problem. They thought there were some strong genetic ties. And let's face it, a lot of us may know of someone who says, you know, I just gain weight faster than most people. And then when I do gain weight, I can't get rid of it as fast as most people. And could there be a genetic component to that? You bet. Okay, and that's what researchers found. This is a small part of the population. Okay, so most of us don't fall into this category. Let's talk about this group. Emotional eaters, eating to cover up turmoil in their life. Some of you say, well, I'm not an emotional eater. Quick story. It's Halloween, and I had the bright idea of writing one of my articles for a health and fitness magazine.